So welcome to another episode of Time Out with the Sports Doctor podcast, and we have another very special guest for you today, uh, Miss Danielle Berman, who is an entrepreneur. Um, she is a consultant, event management consultant, and she is the founder of Tackle What's Next. And you will find out all about uh, what that platform is. Not just a podcast. It's not just you know a business. It is really a platform that she's using to help athletes transition from their sports to life after sports. So. Welcome, Danielle. Glad to have you here on the podcast. Are you interested in real estate? Are you tired of hearing about all the money that your friends and colleagues are making from their investments, but you don't know where to start? Don't worry, I got you. We are teaming up with Dr. Ronnie Shalev and Shawin Properties to equip you with the tools you need to feel empowered about your investments. So how do you get involved? Do these three things. First, go to my website at drderickthesportsdoctor.com and click on the sponsor link for Shawin Properties. This will give you access to a free webinar as well as the ability to have a discovery call with Dr. Ronnie Shalev. Also follow her on social media and stay tuned for more helpful tips coming at you on Money Mondays. Now back to the episode. goodness thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to be here yeah so you gave me my first opportunity to do an Instagram live when I was on your show but we were probably about three months ago now um, and that was really good you know really great conversation and since then we've had several mutual guests and Taj Deshaun, uh, Savania DeBarros, Dr. Gregory Charlotte and you know we know a lot of people in this small uh, kind of sports business realm uh, that we mm -hmm. really kind of cross paths and I'm really glad to have you here and thank you for being a resource uh, for this podcast. Oh my goodness of course I love it I love seeing all the familiar faces on the show and uh, hopefully more to come right? <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely just getting started. Exactly exactly yeah. no thanks for having me it's it's really great to be here and I'm excited to get into it. Sure so let's start off with maybe your sports background or what led you into a career kind of aligning with sports Sure. Yeah. Um, I always say I played sports, but I never got the sports genes. Um, so <laughs> I liked sports and I really enjoyed being a part of a team and the atmosphere, but the talent was not on my side. So um, I played a lot of sports in middle school and high school, but by my junior year in high school, I kind of moved on and was doing a lot more music and theater and things like that. Um, but I was passionate about sports and I knew I wanted to work in sports. Um, and I thought, you know, the business of sports would be really cool, you know, get to be around some of my favorite games and around teams and things like that. So that's really was the driving factor for me was I knew I wanted to be in sports, but I wasn't going to make it to a, a high level playing sports. Um, and so that's really where I decided, you know, kind of set where I wanted to go to school based off of that. I went to college, studied sport management at Syracuse and, you know, just kind of learned a lot about the different avenues of sport business. Uh, but yeah, that was really the background. I will say, uh, I, I try to stay active now, but I've never been a huge athlete myself. Um, just more enjoying sports as, as fun and leisure. Yeah. So it's funny, you know, my career, same way I decided to tap out at high school, you know, had an opportunity to continue at a small college to play football, but I knew at five, nine, one forty-five, <laughs> my, my chances of going pro as a football player were not likely. Right. 
Right. So at, I always talk about athletes. At some point, you have to hang up the cleats. You you know have to the ball stops dribbling. Some people it's in junior high. Some people it's high school. Some people it's as a professional athlete. But you still have to be ready for what's next. So I think it's awesome. You know, my career, I'm still around the game of football. I'm still around athletes. I'm still around sports all the time. So I still get that same buzz and feeling uh, from when I played. And you know, I'm. What about your experience? Do you still are you still excited about being able to interact with athletes and help them with their careers? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think my excitement about sports is always like the team and the bonding and being able to be a part of something. Um, And so I think working in sports gives you that same sense of team and, you know, you're kind of all working towards a goal. Uh, And so with the work that, you know, I'm doing with Tackle It's Next, I get to meet so many great people either doing similar work or have played sports that are now doing amazing things or are figuring out where they're going to go next. And I think it's just an exciting place place to be because there's so many opportunities out there. Uh, but yeah, it's fun to to see behind the scenes a little bit and kind of see what people are doing off the court, off the field. What are their goals? What are their passions? And, you know, help them get there. So yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head that kind of being being around the action um, is, right. is really a big part of, of the fun of it for sure. Yeah. So you founded Tackle What's Next how long ago? Over three years now, right? Yeah. Over three years. Hard to believe it's flown by. But yes, in 2019. So three years ago. Um, and it really started off as events. As you mentioned, I'm an events consultant and worked in sports after I graduated from school for a few different companies doing different conferences and sporting events, things like that. But Um, started on my own doing some different events and consulting and saw this need for building a community of former and current athletes around what are you going to do when you graduate or when you retire and you know when it's time to move on like you said when the ball stops bouncing you know where are you going to go and so that's really where it started just doing a couple of different events and then people wanted to know what the next event was or what our website was all those kinds of things so I was like oh I guess I should build something here Um, I guess I should have a website for people to go to Um, so it really transformed out of that Uh, but it's been an amazing three years I will say there's been a lot of tough days there's been a lot of challenging days but overall it's been a really fun journey to to build this to where it is today. So you mentioned kind of building a platform. Was it working on your job and you started to see a need for the platform that you built? And how did that kind of come about? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it came about right after school. Um, I worked in the athletic department at Syracuse. And I got a really good sense, just like you said, that there was no way I was going to be at a top program playing sports, probably not even at any program. So I had no idea the time commitment that even recruits in my school were putting into their sport. Um, But being a part of the student athlete experience from the business side, right, being a part of the communications department seeing how late these athletes were staying after games to do interviews and, you know, meet with people and, you know, uh, do the press meetings, but then also at tutoring at night and study hall at the athletic department, right? There's so many different things that they had to do that me as a traditional student wasn't a part of my life. And that kind of stuck with me, I think, right from the get-go was these guys work really, really hard and they don't have a lot of free time. Um, and then when I worked for a couple different organizations, one of them was for a former athlete right out of school that that played professionally. Um, and he had started his own business. And, you know, he had this great outlook on building 
creating different companies and really using his, his time in the NFL as like a platform for whatever he wanted to get into. But he had so many teammates that did not do that and just didn't even know how to wrap their brain around leaving the sport. And they played for a lot longer and they were much bigger names, so to speak. Um, and so that really stuck with me. I think when I left, you know, working for other organizations and started my own organization, I was still getting calls from people that I knew that had retired saying, I need help with my resume, or I have an interview coming up, or, hey, can you help me organize some documents that I just, I, I can't, my email's a mess, and I don't know how to pay this or pay that, and I just said, you know, it's kind of crazy that there's no, like, resources, and I did a lot of digging, and I realized there's a lot of resources out there, but they don't seem to be utilizing these, re like, how do they know where to go? Like, it took me a while to find where these things were, and so, that really stuck with me. So when I was doing a lot of consulting, I said, well, why don't I just put an event together for athletes to come together and talk about this experience and share what's working for them, what isn't working for them. And I think I learned a lot from those first couple events because it was mostly NFL, former NFL players, retired NFL players. And I started bringing in, you know, companies and executives and CEOs and saying, hey, meet these people. And maybe there's like, opportunities that'll come out of it. And what I learned was like, these guys just wanted to talk to each other. They didn't really care about the CEOs or the executives in the room, right? It was a nice, nice touch, but they got more value out of talking amongst themselves and really having this connection and community um, around this topic that you just don't get to talk about a lot. Um, and that's really what inspired me to kind of keep going and changing more into this content and connection and community versus jobs and opportunities and careers, right? So I learned a lot about that just from staying in touch with people and, and really seeing it play out in people I knew that I just said, how are they struggling? How could they be struggling? They're at the top of the world. And I had to really talk to them and say like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't know? What do you mean? You know, it's just a lot of conversations that you don't have if you're in the general public, you don't know. Um, and so I, I really got access to that kind of behind the scenes of individual people and uh, storytelling really will stick with you. And I think that's something that you and I both know in the work that we do is, you know, one or two people telling you a story can really stay with you. And that's really what happened is it just stuck with me. And I wanted to do something on my own to try to support those individuals, but in a bigger kind of impact and sustainable way. So I guess when you started out, you were doing live events, correct? Because it's 2019. No yes. one knew that COVID-19 was <laughs> exactly. at that point. COVID-19 yeah. wasn't even in our radar. We weren't worried yeah. about it at all. So yes, we did one. I'm based in DC. We did one here in DC with the retired players chapter of the NFLPA. And that was a really great learning experience. And it was awesome. And that was where, you know, we had the guys just kind of chatting with each other and, and really getting value out of that. And then we did one in-person event before COVID really hit in Super Bowl in 2020. Um, and that one was a little bit bigger, you know, you did Super an event at the Super Bowl. Yeah, we did it during Super wow. Bowl week Tell a few days before. That. It was fun. It was awesome. Uh, but yeah, it was, it just showed the interest, you know, people were coming in, they were popping in even around their crazy schedules for that week, right? They were showing up and being a part of this conversation, but yeah, so they were in person. And I think the big thing that we found is like, people really were excited to share their own stories, you know, whether they played football or soccer or basketball or ran track, whatever it was, you know, these men and women were really eager to share 
and help the next generation of athletes. And so that really stood out to me. Um, and then, like you said, it was all in person and then COVID hit and I kind of had to do a big shift of, okay, well, we can't do in-person events anymore. What are we going to do? Uh, and so I just said, all right, I know how to use zoom. Let's, let's do some virtual events. And well, you are well ahead. If you already knew how to use zoom, yeah, <laughs> I think we all learned since 2020. To be exactly. Honest. Yeah. I had used it for work that I had done in the past. And like you said, I was lucky to know about it and have some basic knowledge of how to use it. Uh, so we did our first virtual event in April of 2020, cause it was supposed to be in person. Um, and that was a wild ride. And you know, two years later, we've done about eight different virtual summits um, that have grown to be much more logistically complicated than the first one on Zoom. Um, and we've done a ton of different live streams and IG live interviews and podcasts and things like that since then. But yeah, it, it kind of changed and helped us jump forward a little bit because, you know, I was really thinking about live events, live events, wasn't worried about our online presence and digital, what we were doing. And as we all experience, you know, COVID forced me to kind of say, all right, well, we need to do this now. We need to get online. We need to have a presence out there. So that's really what we've been focused on now. And, you know, now we're at a point where we're like, I think we need to get back out there in person and do a little bit more yeah. of that too. So we got to find a good balance. And I think it's interesting how you mentioned at first, you were trying to bridge a gap between athletes and corporations, but you found that athletes wanted to interact with each other more and kind of partner up with each other more. I thought that was very interesting um, because athletes are truly their own brand. And once an athlete can discover the power that they have, you know, social media or building their own platform, it's amazing when I watch some of the athletes that I'm affiliated with post a video and just how many views they can get in four or six hours and how many likes and comments. So if you're willing to use your platform to promote yourself, especially in a positive manner, you know, your words and your, your story is really needed. The Sabre training bat is like no other training bat you've ever used before. So the purpose of the Sabre training bat with its modified barrel is so that you can perfectly sequence and get behind the ball, getting the bat on plane sooner creating less miss hits, more line drives, higher batting averages, and more exit velocity. The Sabre training bat is the number one training bat on the market. Sabre bats, the training bat that's gonna take you to your best swing. One hundred percent, and you brought up a good point. I think the opportunity to have a community around being an athlete, right? And you know this just from your own sports experience. Like nobody really knows unless you reach that point, you know, what you and your teammates go through. And I think it's helpful to talk to athletes, not only in your sport, but in other sports to say, oh my God, it's not just me. It's not just my team. It's not just my experience. Like other people have these challenges or experiences too it could be good or bad uh, but just like that camaraderie of of being a college or a professional athlete being an olympian you know there's a lot of value you can find in just sharing stories with each other and of course i think the big thing we found is there's just so many people that that want to help like you said they want to share their story not just to promote themselves which is obviously very good and they should do that but 
to help that next generation struggle less, you know, to say, hey, you need to be thinking about what you're going to do after sports right now while you're in high school, while you're in middle school, while you're a freshman in college, you know, start doing this stuff because that's what we found a lot of people just want to share what they did and what they didn't do and what they wish they would have known um, for that next generation to really learn from them. So I think part of it too is from a community standpoint, just looking on watching sports, many of these athletes are glorified and you want them to be perfect, almost like a superhero. And you don't want them to be vulnerable in any type of way. Don't show any flaws, don't show any weakness. So being able to relate um, with each other, I think that's one of the most important things about building community for athletes, just like building community for many other things that you're doing from entrepreneurship or investing, being able to be surrounded by like-minded people is very powerful especially when you're able to take down that shield and take off the armor and just be yourself and not have to be bravado or whatever it is to feel like you have to be that perfect individual. So, yeah, no, a hundred percent. And we've done workshops with, you know, young athletes as young as 10, 11, 12, all the way to retired athletes that are, you know, in their thirties and sometimes older. And I think the big thing we see is amongst friends, it's so much easier to be open and to be vulnerable. You know, it's not easy for every single individual. And of course, there's things that people are like, oh, I don't want to say, I don't want to talk, right? But once you get the conversation going and you have a couple brave people that start to share, you know, the the walls, the layers peel, you know, and, and the walls come down and everybody starts to say, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I needed to talk about, I didn't even know I needed to talk about this, but I needed to talk about it. Right. So it's conversation and and the stuff that you and I do when we do these interviews and these, these conversations, you know, just doing them more and more telling stories and sharing. It's really, you know, it's not a solution in itself, but it's a part of a big solution of how can we solve problems? It's by talking to each other and sharing and being vulnerable. So it's, we have a long way to go, but I think it's a really good start and a positive start that, you know, we're seeing a lot more conversations with athletes being vulnerable and saying, I'm struggling or saying I need help. So this is your chance to kind of brag on tackle what's next. What do you feel has been your greatest accomplishment? Um, working with athletes or what problem do you feel like you helped solve? Oh my goodness. So I would hope that we have helped people find community in this solution or in this challenge of, you know, what am I going to do? How do I kind of move on from my sport? Um, But I would say our biggest accomplishment so far has just been bringing people together. I think I've just been so blown away by the support we've gotten. You know, I think that the relationships we've been able to build and the collaboration we've been able to to achieve with other organizations in the same space and people doing similar work, um, I would say that's my biggest achievement because none of this happens without a select few people three years ago saying, I like what Danielle's doing and I'm going to reach out to this person for her. I'm going to make this introduction. So, you know, those people know who they are. And and I think, you know, there's there's many that are doing incredible, amazing things now in the same space. And, you know, I think that to me is a huge accomplishment that I was able to be in their in their space and support them. And so I think you know, the the goal of Tackle What's Next is, and eventually we don't need to be here. You know, this is happening in campuses and on teams all over the country without us 
hosting these conversations, they're just happening and everyone feels comfortable talking about this. So, you know, that's a long, long term goal. But I think, you know, what we try to do is just talk about it. Let's just let's just open the door. Um, a lot more is going to have to happen. You need to have resources. You need to have all kinds of things set up for that conversation to to really make a difference. But it's a first step. And that's what we're really trying to be is a, a first step for athletes looking for resources and community and a first step for teams, organizations and support staff looking for that. How do I get people to the table? How do I get people to take advantage of my resources I'm offering? So that's our goal. And I would say, you know, we can't do it by ourselves. Nobody's perfect and including me. So it's taken a lot of helping hands to get where we are now. Sure. And for those that are interested, what's going to be your next uh, virtual summit and how do people get involved with that? Yeah, yeah. We're really excited. We're in the planning process right now. So likely in spring or summer 2023, you'll see something coming out. We're toggling between virtual only or virtual and in person. So that's yeah. the that's why we have a little bit of a TBD on it. But we just did an amazing entrepreneurship summit in October, um, which was really, really cool. Had a lot of athlete founders on talking about their experiences and we'll be focusing on identity and mental health in the spring. Um, so it'll be it'll be really really, really uh, powerful. So we're really excited to put that together. So uh, stay tuned. Always find all that information on our website too. As soon as we have dates, we always always post it out there. So looking for April to June, somewhere in that window. <laughs> all right, perfect. So on time out with the sports doctor, this is your final time out. So I really want you to speak to the athlete or young entrepreneur who has a dream, who has a platform in their mind, but who really has been kind of paralyzed by fear or paralyzed by saying, oh, this already exists um, to be able to put it into action. So just speak to that person about why their voice is needed and why, you know, the sports realm needs more people to get connections started. Yeah, it's such a good question. And I think it's so, so accurate. I think a lot of people feel this way. Like, why, what can I do? How can I help? And I would say, you know, you just never know who's watching you. Um, you never know who's looking at you. You never know who's taking example from you. You know, I think to say that it's already exists, do it better, reach out, connect, collaborate, find the gap that this one thing that exists doesn't fill. So I think the the biggest kind of misnomer out there is if it already exists, kind of give up and walk away. But there's so many amazing people working in this space with me that are all doing it in their own way. And we need each one of them. You know, we need every single person uh, because there's so many people in need that one person can't solve the problem. Um, and so you're a unique individual. Uh, if you have a great idea and you want to do something and you want to make a difference, get started and reach out to those people that are already doing it and say, hey, I'm trying to do this too can I talk to you? Can I learn from you? Can I, you know, see what you do every day and see how I can make an impact too? Um, and I think the biggest thing is just start, you know, you're never going to be ready. You're never going to feel perfectly prepared. Um, you just have to start and, uh, you know, it, it will guide you a little bit in terms of where to go from there. Um, but, you know, take the leap if you feel like you're ready in your own way. It doesn't have to be full time. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a business. It could just be a, a hobby or it could be something you do in your spare time. But take the leap and get started because you just never know where it will take you. Absolutely. And take the leap. That's a shameless plug for a previous episode with Jason Shin. So go back there and listen to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you mentioned that's a recurring theme on this um, podcast. It's really just start. 
you know, imperfect action today is better than waiting to be perfect tomorrow or down the road because you trust you will never be perfect in your first attempt at anything. And, you know, striving for perfection is good, but we want to have action uh, because you're going to learn as you go. And truthfully, the journey is the more important part to define who you are uh, than trying to strive to be perfect and package everything before you present it. Because, because someone, like you mentioned, someone is waiting to hear your voice and hear your story, and they're going to be impacted by it. So uh, please just share where you are and get started. Yeah, so well said. I, I don't think I have anything to add to that. So well said on, on that note, just start and uh, you're, you're going to make an impact. And worst case, you're going to learn along the way and uh, be ready for the next opportunity. So no, no downfall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell everyone how they can follow you on social media, give them their your website address and how they can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. You can find us at Tackle What's Next on all social media. Uh, and our website is www.tacklewhatsnext.com. Uh, we are not on TikTok yet. A lot of people have asked, why are we not on TikTok? It's because I don't know how to do TikTok. So I'm aging myself a little bit. Uh, I got to get some some young folks in to, to teach me how to how to do the TikTok stuff. But uh, we're everywhere else <laughs> yeah. on social at Tackle What's Next. And then TackleWhatsNext.com is our website. So we got a weekly newsletter. If you're interested in checking out stuff that we got going on, you can always subscribe to that. But yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for sharing on this platform, you know, and I look forward to continue to collaborate with you on future events and also on future guests. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Derek. This was great. And yes, first of many collaborations, or I guess I should say second of many collaborations. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, looking forward to them all. Thanks again for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a five-star review. And if you haven't done so, subscribe so you continue to get the updated episode. Until later, peace. Stopping. You are now tuned in. Trust you don't want to miss. This is where life, sports, and medicine.